The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 film MASH one. No, no, I, I didn't steal a Jeep minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm Heidi Bennett of VibrantVisionaries.com and SpinalTapMinute.com and CabinMinuteCast.com. And those are all my podcasts, at least for now. <laughs> oh, at least for now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if you want to slip in any surprise announcements, what's that called? Exclusive? Let me know. I will. Drop a, drop a note in this text. I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. But until you decide what your next project will be. No, Fiber and Visionaries is amazing. And I imagine keeps you pretty busy. <laughs> it really does. Especially now you know what it's like. The editing, the booking, everything. <laughs> it definitely takes up a lot of time. <laughs> uh, it reminds me so much, though, of Ellen Alda's podcast, which is all about communication. Mm. And he interviews people from all... Di- so instead of interviewing lots of different people about whatever from a similar walk of life being a multi-creative or you know a creative person Mm -hmm. he interviews all sorts of people about communication i love it and so it's it's just when you were describing it a couple minutes ago it really hit me i was like oh yeah that's that's like clear and vivid with alan alda Um, (laughs) plus alan alda woohoo alan alda (laughs) woohoo Ellen, we're accepting guests. Please contact me at mashminute at gmail.com. No. <laughs> this is Minute 10, which starts with Hawkeye pointing out to Duke that the lieutenant he is hitting on is married, and ends with Henry Blake ignoring Duke's explanation that he and Hawkeye are blasted. <laughs> so this is the minute where Fish, can we say gives the fingers to Duke? <laughs> yes, I like that. I like that a lot. She spreads her fingers and like wiggles them and just like, take a hint, bud. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably not gonna happen. This is the minute where we realize Blake is actually the commanding officer because he says, I'm the commanding officer. (laughs) And he comes over and talks to them. And just really quickly before we start talking about this minute and this exchange, I have a little bugaboo. Because I went through and watched this movie with closed captioning on, and I would like to think that watching this one minute at a time, I was paying very close attention to characters, and I think they can't decide who Murhart is. Mm. <laughs> because who is Murhart and who is Bandini definitely gets flipped a couple times in the subtitles. And I think gets flipped a couple times here. It, it causes a disconnect and it's going to happen a couple more times. And there are only so many people in glasses and so many people that are blonde and brunette. And then people put on surgical masks and I'm going by eye colors. And this move, this is a pity party I'm throwing myself to prove that I actually do work for this podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of steam <laughs> on my whining. 
But yeah, Blake comes over, and uh, this is the actual lovely dish mo- minute. I'm sorry, I preemptively said that a couple minutes ago. It happens. Right. She just, you know. This is a, a minute of some introductions. We have the lovely dish who is the lieutenant, which is why she is henceforth known as Lieutenant Dish. We have Duke Forrest, who I keep calling Forrest Duke. I'm sorry. It's all good. There was a forest in college. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is the big reveal. Woohoo! Hawkeye is a captain. Bum ba da da bum bum bum. And the way he says it too is just oh, I love it. Oh, it's so. His, like... his, it's just so like like Rico Suave, you know, just like <laughs> here's Captain Hawkeye Pierce, you know. <laughs> Oh. oh, the way he like is looking at Duke, but holding out his papers to Henry. Yeah, he's cool. He's it's cool. cool. He's 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 a, he's all that a man can be, right? <laughs> we were we're really building their characters because up to now we've seen Hawkeye be, you know, he's been Mister Glow with the flow, little befuddled a couple times, but here it's just like, oh, here's our cool guy. Yeah, and just before that, when Duke. Forest Duke Duke Forest is <laughs> saying, "I'm a Duke Forest, your new cutter. That's my driver." So even that's yeah. that's kind right. of interesting too, right? Like that's my driver, the new cutter and driver. So he's got a little um, surprise, but yeah, I, I was um, not used to that description of a surgeon, the cutter, cutter, uh-huh. the meatball surgery. I, you know what, Megan? As you say that, I wonder how much of my terminology was like yeah no that's a term how much of that comes from having been obsessed with mash for the past over 20 years <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> i there are so many terms that to me are just so obvious and then it's like yes but tierney you've seen every single episode of mash at least three times and perhaps <laughs> that has something to do with it <laughs> I, I will keep an eye out I wonder if we get Duke's specialty oh and Hawkeye's specialty in here mm. Um, mm. or if they're just general surgeons uh, I can't spell specialty <laughs> thank you autocorrect for once you have done me well I have to once again give a shout out to the podcast Friendly Fire which is a podcast of three guys analyzing war movies. Not one minute at a time, but not everyone could be as cool as us. And they did an episode on MASH. They did not love it as much as I do. But what I love is, or what I really like is one of their gimmicks, bits, whatever it's called in their Mm -hmm. podcast, is that they pick their guys. Who was your guy you were rooting for? Who was the guy you identified with in this film? And they pick one for each movie, all three of them. And what I absolutely love is that two of them are, you know, best friends, do another podcast together. And one of them picked Hawkeye because he goes along with Duke thinking he's the driver and then turns the tables on him. And the other one picked Duke for assuming he's the driver and then getting embarrassed in this minute. (laughs) It was just a perfect meeting of minds there. (laughs) I don't think I've ever gotten anything over on anyone as well as Hawkeye does here. <laughs> the nurses start to get up and leave. I mean, they were just chatting. Meal was done, hanging out in the mess tent. And now that Blake's over here, they get up, they head out. Hawkeye says, are you leaving? Dish is... And when she smiles, 
back, when she gets up and turns to him, so Hawkeye says, good afternoon, Lieutenant Dish. He bestows upon her the nickname by which we will now know her. Now, on the one hand, Hawkeye is playing into this disgustingness that Duke has initiated. She laughs and responds, good afternoon, Captain Hawkeye. She's into it. She's totally. not into Duke. She's into this. Well, to be fair, Hawkeye wasn't trying to put the cheesiest line known to man on her, right? I mean... No. And he was no. very... He was being very chivalrous, if you will. If that's the right term. Right? Being like, you know, she's married. It, Hi. Yeah. Which, maybe he's trying to hit on her. Maybe not. But not gonna well, hurt. Well, also, his body language. He's looking her straight in the eye. He's giving her a respectful handshake and calling her lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though it's a lieutenant dish, it's still there's a, you are a human. I am a human. You know, it's it's not, <laughs> yeah. you're a piece of meat, you know? Yeah. So I think he is acknowledging her humanness and being a little flirty with his dimples and everything. I think it's <laughs> working for her. Yeah. So if you are taking relationship advice from this podcast, A, <laughs> what are you doing? But B, <laughs> treating people like humans. It's a concept. <laughs> also, I just have to love it because the whole like, oh, can you scooch down? And she moves over. And here she, you know, gets out by kind of, she has to do that awkward scooch down the bench, which again, having having gone to summer camp, I am well acquainted with, is sitting next to someone on a bench a move. Because if it is, it's my move. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it actually counts because it's not very, um, I've had mixed results. <laughs> then Colonel Blake's makes Tierney hungry. <laughs> He's had a Twix about them. He's had a Twix about them. I'm assuming that's some kind of military jargon for something. Well, tis, but I don't know that it's straight up military. Oh, okay. Uh, it's TWX, which stands for Teletype Writer Exchange. Oh. But there is mm. an AT&T Teletype Writer Exchange service. So I'm not sure if this is outside of the military world, too, because if you look up the acronym dictionary, naval message, teletype transmission, teletype Mm -hmm. communications, but the fact that AT&T was involved does not scream military industrial complex to me. Yeah. Mm. It's also incredibly frustrating how little information there is beyond that. (laughs) Like, literally, I can get what it stands for and what a teletype, you know. Right. But it's it's a nice little, I mean, it probably wasn't grounding it in the current day. That's probably just what they said when they were filming <laughs> this. But to me, it's one of those perfect, uh, the same way that dishes look. Immediately, you know when this movie is. And, right. and referring to a Twix is kind of the same thing. Like, that's not, if they remake this movie, they won't. But they wouldn't say that. <laughs> Well, if they remade this movie, it'd be the weirdest mix between this movie and the TV show. If the movie even really made it into the movie, if you know what I'm saying. But that's neither here nor there. That was incredibly <laughs> meta, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh! But if you Google, if you go down a rabbit hole, you can eventually find teleprinter art, which is very cool. Nice. Everyone, go Google that. That's our Google recommendation of the day. I really did want to get a. Uh, a Twix when he's for this afternoon, but I also don't eat on air because I'm not a monster. We all thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> also, I'm sure you thank yourself for that because you don't have to edit out any weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, nom nom nom. Yeah. 
I mean, I like or drinks. Like, I'm not sure that's exactly how that works. <laughs> that was Maybe an I'll over- sit next to was- you on a bench someday and we'll find out. <laughs> that was an over-exaggeration, but you know. <laughs> yes, I do. So, yeah, word has reached Henry before they get here. <laughs> and and I was referring to the motor pool last time, but apparently that was headquarters. Oh, well, he's, uh, he stole a Jeep up at headquarters and then, oh, I'm really sorry. My, uh, my notes, my summary is not great because I forgot to put in the line break where it's Hawkeye going, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 sir. We, no, I didn't steal a Jeep. No, no, not me. Oh, I mean, God. he did, but he, I mean, he did it in a way, right? I mean, he, he, yeah. he went where he was supposed to go. <laughs> Ew, Duke is still leering at Dish as this is all happening. Well, what else would you expect? (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) If it's a woman and she's attractive and he's not in surgery, I feel like Duke is going to be looking at a woman. (laughs) Sometimes in surgery. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. That's true. I forgot that. Right. His eyes are not. Yes, this is true. His eyes and her eyes and And, their eyes. Heidi, aren't you disappointed you didn't get any surgery? (laughs) (laughs) I do love that apparently Duke is the grown-up because he's the one that gets in trouble. (laughs) Even though Hawkeye, you know, they're like, oh, hey, Chuck's about you. Apparently you stole a Jeep. And Hawkeye's just like, oh, okay. Forrest, don't you know? (laughs) Forrest, don't you know that when you show up, you should check in. (laughs) There are military rules. That you are going to consistently disobey. Spoiler alert. (laughs) This is a total bonding moment for me as an oldest child. And I have bonded with other oldest children about that of no matter, someone else will do something and you are in trouble for it. And it does not matter how involved you were. You just know. (laughs) And that's how I knew that my friend Patrick had semi-adopted me because when uh, I almost got in trouble, he grabbed my shoulders and he's like, do you know how mad my dad will be at me? And I was like, why what? would your dad be mad at you that I did something stupid? And he's like, he just would. <laughs> like, oh, you're my bro. But yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. Megan, there isn't much of an age gap. I'm, I'm just always intrigued by who, but who, who got away with what. <laughs> oh, with my sister and I? Yeah, mostly because I got in trouble a lot. <laughs> um, well, my sister and I, fun fact, share the same birthday. But it, they're two years apart. So we had our own weird sister dynamic, I think, because <laughs> of that, about whose birthday it really was, Ooh. even though it was A both McElroy our birthdays. situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> and we're both very different people. <laughs> so I think my parents usually knew who, which Coleman sister was causing the issues. <laughs> if, if it was being torn apart it was probably me if somebody was trying to talk their sweet way out of something it was probably my sister so you know (laughs) it's all good how about you Heidi my brother is two years younger than me but I don't recall specifically getting in trouble for things he did but I definitely remember I remember being resentful of him because you know when you get to like maybe a certain age and your parents are like okay bedtime is at this hour and I'm like okay so at this age this is bedtime hour and then as I got older he always he, his bedtime hour always synced up with mine so you know like he got to stay up later earlier in his life than I did and those kind of rules I remember feeling were not fair mm-hmm. yeah I there's a seven year age gap between me and my sister so 
there was no hope for bedtimes. <laughs> <laughs> I also related to, and I wish I still related to, dang, lactose, uh, Hawkeye drinking his milk. Yeah, I was kind of like, when I noticed it was white, I was like, where did they get the milk from? Well, Megan. I mean, when okay. When a farmer goes to a cow yes, and okay. loves very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that how it goes down? <laughs> No, but I guess I just think, like, there's, is it, aren't there, like, okay, so, again, the TV show is a different beast, but there's several TV shows where there's, like, certain items that they can't get, or it's hard to get, you know, to get the item, you know, when it's still edible. That's true. And I um, don't remember if Dairy was one of them. I know tomato juice, there's a big one, but. I got, I got two words for you. One of them's already milk. The other one is powdered. Oh, right. Okay, so this is when I mentioned that I'm a lifelong New Englander and like powdered milk is like, I know it's a thing, but I like to pretend it's not a thing because dairy farms are surrounded by me. Mm. <laughs> I've never had powdered milk. It's kind of Unless gross. you count licking when formula spills on me. I now. wish I could say the same. <laughs> oh. It's, it's not, um, it's, but, Yeah. It's, See, um, I, I've always been curious because I've had powdered eggs and loved them. So I was like, yeah, this isn't so bad. Of course, my dad thought I was crazy for that, too. So maybe I'm not the best judge. <laughs> yeah, we only had powdered milk when, like, I think we always had a box in the pantry. And so if somehow, you know, budgetarily throughout throughout the month or something, there could be a chance that we would run out of the budget, you know? We were kind of middle class, lower middle class-ish in the 70s. And so, yeah, every once in a while we would run out of our regular milk. And then for cereal, you'd have to go for the powdered milk. And it definitely did not taste good. No. <laughs> No, I remember my best friend's um, mom one time told me that she grew, or no, her husband grew up with powdered milk, and me and my best friend were just sort of like, oh, what's this powdered milk stuff? For some reason, we thought it'd be really cool, and so one time we came home, and she made homemade cookies, and then gave us this boxed milk, and we were super excited, and then we decided it was not really... <laughs> all that great that we had to drink it because she poured it and she made it and there's also like that shelf stable milk that basically just powdered milk but not because it's already like has the liquid and that's not so great either see i'm i'm traumatized by that the first time i ever did um what's the carnation stuff the milk sometimes you need it for baking oh like the um the condensed condensed milk like cert condensed Condensed milk milk, oh I mean, the baked things that it goes into are so good, but it's I don't so think it's meant to, be, to have you drink it. No, 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 but I mean, <laughs> you have to pour it out of the can, and it's just a consistency Oh, no, I know. It's a, it's, it's a, yeah, well, yeah. But it is used for, like, those Vietnamese coffee drinks. Oh, yeah. So then it's like, you know, a thick, sweetened milk. So if you're in the mood for more of a desserty coffee, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I'm just going to toot my own horn. I make great fudge, but <laughs> my face while I'm pouring that. <laughs> no, I I love powdered eggs. They're so good. I don't think I've ever had powdered eggs. Ah, it's just like it's just right. It's one of those it's one of those things. It's like it's it's like if you have a craving for Taco Bell and there isn't a Taco Bell, so someone says let's go to this Mexican restaurant. It's like, "No, that's not the craving." 
it's a different thing. <laughs> I've and never so, had like, a craving for Taco Bell, uh, but sure. Well, if you'd gone to Yukon when that was the only thing open past midnight, you would. <laughs> yeah, it's, anyway. Anyway. Um, Hawkeye drinks milk. He drinks milk. <laughs> That's a, and, and it used to be more, uh, grown-ups used to drink milk. I that know. was a thing. If mm-hmm. you watch um, From the Earth to the Moon, Mad Men, anything set in the 60s, they're always they're always drinking milk with meals. Yeah, we had my milk husband still at does. every we had it at every <laughs> every meal for I mean every dinner we always had a glass a tall glass of milk every <sighs> dinner. Yeah. Yeah. God, I can't I don't think since I left college that's been a thing. Yeah, life. I mean, not when I was little, I don't do that now. <laughs> yeah. But it used to, I, I guess that was just the other option. I mean, when I was at camp, the options at, at dinner were water or milk. And so if you wanted not water, you had right. milk. And I guess in that day and age, people weren't having soda every single night with their evening meal. No. No. So if you didn't want alcohol, you had milk, <laughs> I'm guessing. I just, I'm glad someone else noticed that. And also <laughs> it's something that I tend to notice in movies set during this time period. I also think now we're much more quickly to be like, yeah, I'm lactose intolerant or I'm slightly lactose intolerant in my case, where it's like, yeah, I can have ice cream. I'm not going to chug a glass of milk with dinner. That's just not where I choose to expend my dairy digestion <laughs> right oh dairy oh god it's so wonderful it's so wonderful On yes. that note, Stu <laughs> just straight up tells Blake, like, we've been boozing all day. <laughs> like, FYI. Like, because somehow that explains the, the Jeep situation, right? Like, I know. I love it that he's like, don't you know you're supposed to report to me? Well, we've been drinking all day. <laughs> drinking all day. It's such a, like, frat boy excuse, right? Like, oh, what are you doing? I don't know. I've been drinking all day. I just, <laughs> just here. <laughs> and I, I gotta say, I have not done it very much in my life but day drinking tends not to go well <laughs> it does not always go well well it does especially if you top it off with a tall glass of milk i know well is that yeah Ugh. Uh, Ugh. well yeah yeah though there I, are some drinks that involve dairy and alcohol but uh, they're just oh, i can't my body cannot my body's like are we digesting alcohol or are we digesting milk because they're both a process for me and i can't do them at the same time <laughs> oh there's this there's this when i went to germany my german pen pal turned me on to this like drink i don't know what they call it but you take milk and you throw in liqueur 43 which is basically a spanish vanilla liqueur and so it's like vanilla, like, you know, so chocolate milk is like vanilla milk, but you can't taste the alcohol. So that's like day drinking at its finest right there. Right? I, like, I can't. My it's so just, good. My body is just so angry. And then you throw so in, you throw in some ice cream and then it's like a really boozy milkshake. Mm. No, boozy milkshakes are amazing <laughs> are, I'm in for. Heidi, do you drink? I just realized I didn't. I don't even know. <laughs> um, not very often. But I'm not, like, 
None of us dry. are on their level. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, um, they're... I have some friends who do not drink at all, and so when we're having these conversations, it's like I you're saying words that mean nothing to me. <laughs> they, they, you're saying things. We have a, a really wonderful tiki bar nearby called Forbidden Island, and I really got to appreciate like a really delicious, well-made mixed drink with you know <sighs> fresh lime juice and fresh coconut milk and all that good stuff and so those are the kind of desserty sort of but not overly sweet delicious drinks that i really really enjoy there's one that's called the um missionary's downfall <laughs> oh i'm intrigued already <laughs> and it has a lot of mint in it like muddled mint and mm. some pineapple juice and rum and it's so delicious mm, and, and so delightful. yeah if i'm gonna have something <laughs> boozy like that's where i'm gonna go whereas you know when you're younger maybe you're just like i don't know uh, i've heard a screwdriver's good or whatever <laughs> yeah. or I all the smirnoff ice that i wish i did not consume <laughs> or bikes hard lemonade drinks. i think megan i'm the first person i was the first person i don't know if i'm the only person what was the billiards bar down uh where we went to the burlesque show oh time. boston billiards Okay, okay. I I was like, there was pool. I think Bill yes. was in the name. Um, we had the Dirty Girl Boston, Scout? <laughs> no, uh, I ordered a zombie, and then I ordered a second one, and the waitress had to go ask if she was allowed to serve me more because no one had ever asked for a second one. Right. It was great. I'm, I'm pretty sure... Wait, was I with picture, you? Well, you took the picture of me drinking it, and I have red eye, and this was when they're physical pictures, so... <laughs> Because clearly, clearly I was drinking because I don't remember that. <laughs> you were probably a few dirty Girl Scouts in. <laughs> oh, because that was literally like a thin mint cookie in a drink yeah. and you couldn't taste the alcohol. It was a good thing we could walk home because. Yes. And there were cabs nearby if we couldn't because whew, that was good. <laughs> I don't think I ever had to get a cab ride the two blocks to our dorm. <laughs> Granted, city blocks, but still, two blocks. Two blocks. I like the fruity drinks. I think I will come hang out at your tiki bar. <laughs> it is good. I'd love to have you here. Heidi, why don't you tell us what if I... I know what you said your podcast at the top of the... God, he is just screaming. No. Um, <laughs> Heidi, thank you so much for joining us so far. Um, hopefully, you're able to do one more minute with us. I'd love and, to. Yay! In the meantime, uh, off Mike, uh, we can be found at mashminute.com and you're at vibrantvisionaries.com, right? Yeah, vibrantvisionaries.com. And for my coaching for multi creatives, you can check that out if you're curious about what that's all about. And that's at heidibennett.com, B E N N E T T. <laughs> the joys of podcasting with infants. <laughs> <laughs> they have minds of their own and they say I want to fan your podcast too <laughs> I have opinions on things
everybody. This is Heidi Bennett of Vibrant Visionaries Podcast and Spinal Tap Minute Podcast. And this is a quick little promo for an upcoming event that my co-host Sean and I wanted to tell you about, and it's Movies by Minutes Portland. Welcome to this promo, Sean. How are you doing over there? Fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me. We're going to be meeting up in Portland, Oregon on Saturday, August 24th for live podcasting games. And on the stage, we've got the Movies by Minutes guys from Star Wars Minute. Actually, it's going to be a mashup of Star Wars Minute and the Godfather Minute. Oh, wow. That sounds great. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to have the newly pod game. Rick from Mad Max minute is going to be hosting that vibrant visionaries where i'm going to have the fellas from open the podcast doors hal (laughs) (laughs) which i think you could probably figure out which podcast that is Yeah. yeah and then just added the cast and the furious so lots of live podcasting and some games going on so i wanted to ask you about the game that you're going to be a part of why don't you tell me more about the cystic fibrosis fundraiser movie trivia tournament Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, trivia competition between teams of uh, movie podcasters and movie fans answering uh, trivia questions about movies. In Portland on that Saturday will be uh, the final round to name this year's champion. And this is all to raise funds for research into cystic fibrosis. The contestants can get hints from the audience for, um, I think it'll be 5 or $10 or something like that. Yeah, so just a little bit more about the event. It is actually the third year we've done this. We started by doing a Movies by Minutes in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Last year we went to Denver. This year we're in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets are $20. It's a family-friendly event, and it's really a social event. So we'll have a break for lunch. We'll have uh, beer and wine will be served, and um, and then lots of live podcasting and just opportunities to socialize and and hang out with fellow listeners, hang out with other podcasters. If you're a podcaster out there in the Pacific Northwest, we'd love to have you come and, you know, mix, mingle and swag swap with us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just a, it's not just for the Movies by Minutes listener, but the podcast listener and fan alike. This is not, it's not a, a technical conference. If you've, if you've ever been to a conference for work where everyone's talking about kind of the behind the scenes stuff and the nitty gritty There's certainly some of that that will be experienced podcasters there. So if you're looking to get your own podcast off the ground and and you want to talk to some people and and get some input, there's that as well. But it's mainly for listeners. Listeners should, I think, would get the most out of it. See some, you know, see your favorite podcasts live on stage. And also there are a lot of folks that will be coming in from around the country and around the world the, the formal meeting itself that you need to buy a ticket to is just that Saturday, but we'll be around that whole weekend. I know a lot of the podcasters into board games. So if you're a big board game person, there's going to be informal gatherings of people playing board games. If, if you're into pinball and arcade games, I've been scouting out arcades in the Portland area, and there's a few that are not too far from the theater. So I'm sure there's going to be some pinball and video game uh, playing going on that weekend as well. So it really is a a whole weekend of uh, fun and events for, again, for podcasters, for listeners, for folks that just love to talk about movies. Sweet. We should tell the fine folks where they can get tickets. Go to moviesbyminutes.com slash Portland. That's moviesbyminutes.com slash Portland to buy tickets. Again, tickets are 20 bucks. 
Listeners, we look forward to seeing you there. All right. See you in Portland.